What's your name, honey? Mary Rachel. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's a lovely name. Lovely name. Lovely song. Uh, how's it go again? That song is secret. It belongs to somebody. We're going to go for a joyride. You've just made a wrong turn heading south onto strange highways. Enter death's waiting room, if you dare. And welcome to Strange Highways. I am Paul. And hey guys, it's Terry here. And I hope you enjoyed our conversation about the Brain Center at Whipples last week. Uh, if not, we have uh, replaced you with machines. So, sorry. It, <laughs> it, it's all for the better of the company, guys. Yeah, we have eliminated so many listeners now and it just feeds into one machine. I don't know what that is. That's not very successful. I think that's the opposite of what we want to have happen. But. Our algorithm is up <laughs> yeah, our exponentially, algorithm. though. Yeah. Hell yeah. Yeah, yeah. All, <laughs> All the bots like us. Uh, so uh, this week uh, we're getting into uh, season five, episode thirty-four of the original Twilight Zone series. Uh, come wander with me. This is uh, we're in the final three, folks. So here we go. Uh, come wander with me. Air date May twenty-second, nineteen sixty-four. Number one song, "My Guy" by Mary Wells. Number one film. Viva Las Vegas with that Elvis guy. Viva Las Vegas. Yeah, yeah he's back. I, I've I've never I've not seen the film. I think I'm okay. <laughs> yeah. The song's fun. I, I you know I'll say that. Um, so I don't have anything for day and date for um from the 22nd. I do have something for the the Wednesday on the 20th. So prior to this, uh, Rudy Lewis, uh, 27 at the time, lead vocalist of the Drifters died of a heroin overdose the day he was scheduled to record one of the group's most famous songs, Under the Boardwalk. The next day, backup singer Johnny Moore took Lewis's place, singing in a lower register than his norm because of the key of the music um, had been written for Lewis. So Under the Boardwalk's a huge hit for the Drifters. Awesome song, too. I love that song. Yeah, and I mean, the Drifters were, like, I, there's a lot of other stuff I like, too. Me, Stand By Me, like, you can't, yeah. Uh, it's just bummer, man, like, to... I it, think about that. We have a, we have an Elvis movie, right? Number one right now. And we know that, you know, didn't, didn't end the best for him. We got this. And then we're actually dealing with an episode that's dealing with, um, you know, a, a musician chasing a song. That's all. Not that that, not that that all means that it's all connected, but that's, you know, it's just odd that this is all landing on this episode. Yeah. And, um, the only uh, day and date stuff that I wanted to bring to the table is also music related. Um, May 26th, that Tuesday after, um, Lenny Kravitz was born. Oh, there we go. So come wonder with me. Are you going to go my way? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> same, the same song. No, not really. Uh, so yeah, that's what I got for, for day and date. Yeah. That's all I had here too. Um, so I guess we'll get into cast here. So, um, first we have our director here, Richard Donner back again. And for the last time mm -hmm. so this is his last episode that he did for the twilight zone all encapsulated in the fifth season so i thought that was interesting 
Yeah, that we actually got a pretty good feel for him. Like, and there's some cool stuff that's done this episode too. We'll talk about that as well. Um, also, I, I think I've discovered one of his signature go-to things he does in episodes is because like, it, like it, this happened. This was the third time this happened in an episode of his, and we'll talk about that as well. It's weird to come up with like a style point or no, a uh, a signature like call like a calling card, I should say, for you for your Twilight Zone episodes. But yeah. That's, I mean, again, we talked about him previously, you know, he recently passed. That is a bummer. Um, but he's been, it's been a, it's been a surprise seeing the six episodes that he's made for this series. Yeah. And, uh, we will definitely be talking about this gentleman in the future when we do our uh, cap on uh, the fifth season. So, uh, until then, Richard Donner, we're going to put you to rest. Uh Oh, um, (laughs) but next here we have our writer, uh, it's, uh, Anthony Wilson, um, bunch of TV work, uh, never any, anything for the twilight zone. Otherwise, um, episode, uh, Adam's family. And, then um, there was a, uh, there was a planet of the apes series. He did like eight episodes of that. Yeah. He was a writer. Like, I think he was one of the, the creators of the show for TV. Uh, he, uh, wrote some bewitched. I think you mentioned that, uh, he did a show actually like two things I'll mention. There was a movie he wrote. It was a made for TV movie and, and made in 77 called computer side. It didn't air till 1981. So it tells you how good it was. So whatever. He also, uh, wrote the pilot, um, uh, for a series that only lasted seven episodes called future cop. And all I could find about this, it lasted seven episodes but it says a veteran patrol officer gets an Android for a partner. Ernest Borgnheim was in this TV series. So in, it's instantly better for me. What? Yeah, <laughs> dude, that sounds sweet. I feel like there needs to be a movie of this now. Like, and it would be like biocops. Uh, like, <laughs> <laughs> well, there was, there was a TV show on Fox. Oh, probably about 10 Bloody years ago now. I uh, called, um, Oh shoot. Uh, Almost human. I think it was what it was called. Uh, that had, uh, Michael early and, uh, um, Judge Dredd. Um, oh, Carl Urban. Yeah, Carl Urban, where he was the human being partnered up with like um, an android or cyborg uh, partner, and I thought it was really cool, and it just didn't catch everybody. Yeah, like, I, I heard good things about that. I wanted to check that out. I like Carl Carl Urban. He's uh, a he's yeah. he's awesome. But he played like the like don't give me the robot partner type, like just gruff Carl Urban type, right? And you know, it, I mean, for a first season, you you know, it it had some stumbling, but. I really thought it was going to go somewhere and then just didn't get picked up. So again, so maybe people weren't ready for a future cop. Yeah. That's a bummer. Well, well, thank you for that. Uh, Anthony Wilson. Hopefully uh, I can see that at some point. And uh, if there was only some kind of robot cop that people can get behind, that's what I would say. Mm, <laughs> robot. Yeah. Um, so, and then, and to our cast, we go here. Uh, so leading us off here is uh, Gary Crosby. Uh, the name might sound a little bit familiar. Mr. Crosby was the son of Ben Crosby. So um, he uh, he had a pretty famous career here. So uh, t- uh, he was in um, he plays Floyd Bernie in this episode. Uh, he was in the movie ha- uh, Girl Happy with Elvis and 23 episodes of Adam 12, which was a, a cop show back then. But uh, he had a pretty big uh, music career outside of his dad's like, uh, you know, making a name for him. And then he had three other brothers, and they had some kind of singing uh, group, mm-hmm. apparently, too. Yeah, there's a lot of uh, Crosbys uh, in entertainment. He's actually the uncle of Denise Crosby. Hmm. Uh, if you remember her as Tashi R in Star Trek, and also she was the wife in Pet Cemetery. Oh, no kidding. Yeah. Okay. And, and I think she was also in uh, Dolly Dearest as well. So, But that's not, the, that's not this episode. So um, 
the, the one thing I noticed in here, I thought this was just of, of, of interest was in 83, six years after his father's death, Crosby published autobiography called going my own way, which revealed the effects of his alcoholism and his, his difficult childhood. Um, as a result of his mother's alcoholism, and his father's emotional and physical abuse, uh, some, especially his brother, Philip said that the abuse was not as severe as Crosby described. However, uh, his other brothers reportedly confirmed Crosby's account. So, um, not to throw shade at Bing Crosby, but that still sounds like, uh, there was a lot going on there and also probably, um, a push to be successful because he was successful. Um, yeah, just, I like, I'll say that, uh, Carrie, Cros- Carrie Crosby, that's uh, is it Gary. Gary, I wrote Carrie. Um, you know, I, he has one of those faces that certainly fits for this time. And I thought I'd seen him previously. And it turns out, I believe he was the one that actually sang the, like when he was actually singing, I mean, it wasn't on set, but I'm sure they looped in this his singing. I think that was his voice in this. I would imagine so. Yeah. I mean, if they were to get him locked in. It would make sense, in. right? Yeah. yeah. You, you hire a singer, you get a singer. And I have some notes later about his casting. That's kind of just shows at least, you know, how much he wanted this. So, yeah. That's all I got about him. Okay. So next here we have uh, Bonnie Beecher. Um, she plays Mary Rachel in this. Um, she did some Star Trek. That's about the only credit I had for her that I recognize. Um, did you have anything for yes, her? Yes, this is this gets weird. So part of, uh, bear with me. Uh, this episode was her first acting credit. Uh, she dated Bob Dylan briefly, uh, and, and and her singing can be heard on one of his bootlegs. Uh, and so there's also suspicion that she was like one of the girls that he wrote about. Uh, that's not been never been confirmed. I, I'm sure Dylan isn't going to say anything, right? Uh, she acted briefly from 64 to 68, eventually married to Wavy Gravy. If you are at all familiar with who he is, there was this like counterculture movement in like the 60s. He had the, the bus that said further on it with a group of people called the Merry Pranksters. It was very much like they were anti like Vietnam, but they were trying to be absurdists about things. So uh, she, she ended up changing her name to, to Jahananara. Jahananara Romney, because Wavy Gravy's last name's actually Romney. Uh, they're still together. Um, so they had a son together. Uh, they, they, well, so he's, they still have a son together. Do you want to, I'll, I'll give you one gazillion dollars, Terry, right now, if you could tell me what the name of their son was. Dude, I have no clue. With Wavy Gravy and all that stuff, I, I don't know. What's his name? Howdy Do Good Gravy Tomahawk Truck Stop Romney. All right, moving on. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he eventually changed his name to Jordan Romney. <laughs> Tired of kids making fun of him at school and everything. Yeah, but she went on to like she's did it like um, uh, she was with her husband doing a lot of other like um, like social goods, working with the arts, things like that too. Like she they, they she's had a fulfilling life, but also has a son with the name Truck Stop somewhere out there. That's that's the absurd of absurdism of like, you know, the late 60s, early 70s, where it's like, just be ridiculous and like, don't fit society's norms. Like, I get it to a degree, but, you know, you know, from the, the jump that your kid is never going to like any of those names that you gave him. No, no, he's not. I mean, oh my God. What if he and, shortened it to do good gravy tomahawk? That's even worse. I don't like that. D- okay. This kind of stuff is still going on. I'm not going to, this is a tangent I can go on and up it's upsetting that people name their children Apple and all that kind of stuff. But I'm going to get off my uh, pedestal here and uh, go back to the cast here. So, uh, uh, <laughs> I mean, my, my, my name is actually Paul little Caesar Stedman. I didn't, you know, I didn't want to tell you that, but my, my parents signed a marketing deal. Like, no, just, no. 
next. Yeah. Um, so next here we have uh, Paul Pizza Pizza Stuff. Pizza Pizza, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then, um, yeah, so <laughs> back to normal names here. Uh, Jonathan Bolt is our next credit here. Uh, Billy Rayford. Uh, nothing else that I know. Yeah, only 14 credits um, from his acting. You couldn't tell why he only got 14 credits. Anyway, mm-hmm. I just, I, it was, I'm sure it was a decision, but I was like, like, who left this guy on set? But whatever. Like, <laughs> it, was, it was not great. Uh, and then we, what I have here last is Hank Patterson as the old man. Third of three episodes, we saw him recently in Ring a Ding Girl, and he was in Kick the Can. So that's your cast there. Yeah, and eighty-four episodes of Green Acres. So oh, you can, there you go. So, yeah. But um, yeah, that that is the cast. It's a uh, uh, unless you have uh, what the name of the uh, the dog is barking in this constantly at the end of the episode. But no, oh no, I don't have the name of the the crow either. That, yeah. Like the fake crow noises. Um, yeah, <laughs> wasn't that Robert McCord? I, yeah, <laughs> I, I'm sure I have that in my notes somewhere because it's always going to be the joke. Is is Robert McCord up in the tree just yelling? At um at Gary Crosby. All right. So so yeah, that's your cast. Uh let's just uh let's go along and wander with Serling as he introduces this episode. Mr. Floyd Burney, a gentleman songster in search of song, is about to answer the age-old question of whether a man can be in two places at the same time. As far as his folk song is concerned, we can assure Mr. Burney he'll find everything he's looking for, although the lyrics may not be all to his liking. But that's sometimes the case when the words and music are recorded in the Twilight Zone. Well, the Twilight Zone's a shitty producer of music. Then, no, I'm just kidding. Uh, no, I don't don't record your records in the Twilight Zone. They get weird. We, yeah, yeah, right. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, let, let's. Uh, you know, I, I don't know if it was intended, but with this episode title, it does kind of go all over the place. So, Terry, where do we start with "Come Wander with Me"? Okay, so we see Floyd. He's uh, driving around in his uh, convertible, and he gets to a bridge that he can't cross. It's a little in disrepair here, and um, so he takes his his um, guitar and a little recorder with him, and he crosses the bridge by foot. And he gets to a barn. Uh, the barn is filled up with a ton of instruments and that. Yeah, well, so the the bridge is out, right? He has this nice nice convertible. Yeah, right. Uh, first, if the bridge is out, like. You know, maybe just turn around because like it's a bridge in the middle of nowhere. You're fine. Just leave. Also, I think the biggest sin is you have a convertible, meaning you could put the top up and lock your car. Nah, just leave it. You're good. Like you idiot. You just you yeah. You're out in the sticks. You don't yeah, know. I mean, yeah. waiting for banjo music. Like, <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then also, like, yeah. I just they, like that's it was a, it was a sweet car. And you see when he opens the door, you see like Floyd Bernie, the rockabilly kid. He has his hit songs written on the side, like uh, "Your Tears Ain't Enough," "My Honey Tree," "Baby Don't Hang On." Um, you know, I don't know. Um, that's that was the three songs I didn't make up any of them. I was I was trying to think of a fourth one to be well, funny, but yeah, and I, I I think that's a really good point that you make that the fact that if anybody does know who this dude is and they see this car, they're instantly going to steal this car. I mean, there's yeah. no way around it, or at least they're going to take the hubcaps or something like that. Yeah. Like, I mean, come on, you're gonna it's a piece of memorabilia at the at the very least. That or like you might just be mad that this guy is so cocky that he's listed his three hits on the side of his car, and you might just deface it. You know, whatever. But I understand it's not important to the story until the very end when the I, the option of maybe I don't know that car you left. <laughs> I, I think that the yeah. I think the fact that it, they put the all that stuff on the, the door is a little over the top. 
him bringing out the guitar and it says like his name on it, whatever. It's a fancy guitar. It's a fancy car. You can tell that this dude's famous oh, like, or, or famous in his own mind. Right. You, you know, because you know, uh, you're trying to make a name for himself at the very least. Yeah. Floyd Bernie's biggest fan is Floyd Bernie. We get that. Um, so, yeah, he takes guitar, which has his name on the front and the back of the guitar. I don't know if you noticed that or not. He takes his uh, his amp and recorder with him, which, you know, that knowing what we're going to find out makes sense. Um, and then you're right. He goes to find this barn. But in the meantime, there these are actual outdoor location shots. They're beautiful. I love there's this wonderful low angle shot of him going towards the the barn, you know, the music barn or whatever. Uh, and it's really kind of like un, like cool and like scary, not scary looking, but like, you know, it, it's ominous and it's beautiful because it's outdoors and you get like a lot of it's just good shot. Yeah, there had to be some uh, like it had to be a pretty long day for setup shots and that and, you know, like setting up the equipment and everything. But um, cheap. Very cheap, I'm assuming, too. Well, considering they probably spent more money on the uh, the car, getting it the decals and stuff, right? Right. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, because you'll see that halfway through this episode, it transitions to a soundstage, and it's not it's not that it's like garishly like ridiculous, but it's it's noticeable, you know. But I love the outdoor stuff while we have it. Yeah. So and then uh, so we get into the barn. And Sorry, I call this place the Guitar Center. Yeah. <laughs> um, the Banjo Center. <laughs> the Banjo Center. Yeah. Um, the you know the jug the jug band center. Yeah. <laughs> but um, so he gets in this uh this barn and there's there's guitars and you know loons and all that other kind of stuff hanging from the ceiling. Um, there's uh a, you know accordions, all kinds of instruments all it, over the place. It looks like a better kept Cracker Barrel store adjacent to the restaurant <laughs> that's fair you know i think that's a, a no, it's it's just dusty and just worked over and it's a barn full of like homemade instruments but you know what it's a cracker barrel that, that, let's yeah. be honest yeah that's that's a, a pretty good uh uh view of what not this enough is. jesus in there <laughs> yeah. um yeah so and, and no fudge oh, and that's a, disappointing and so right. so he's looking around and all of a sudden like behind him appears the old man and this dude doesn't say anything he's just there and then by the time like you know uh uh floyd notices him he's it scares the shit out of him yeah i wish that framing would have been better because it's like you you see floyd like you know he's calling out like who's here like can someone help come help me or whatever he's saying and then then we cut we cut to him like looking around then then the old man's there it's like like it's so like he's out of frame, but the way they did it, it's like if you were trying to do it for like a bit of like humor, it could have been better if he was like there the entire time. And then they just turned around. I was like, Oh, you're here. It's just like, we're going to find out that Floyd might be full of himself and think he's a successful musician. He has the worst peripheral vision of any human being ever. Cause this, this is also his downfall. <laughs> like, <laughs> Yeah, wake yeah. up, dude. Yeah. Um. So yeah. So he starts talking to him. He says, "Hey, hey, man, Dad. Hey, you're the guy I got sent over here to talk to. Yeah, Dad. Where, where's the music? Tell me, Dad. He keeps saying, Dad. No, it's over it's so annoying too. It's like I I was you know I guess that was some lingo back in the day. You know, hey, Daddy, oh, hey, pops. You know, yeah. all that stuff. Yeah, Dad. Yeah. Um. But you know, he's he's asking about buying music, and old man just sits there, stone face, saying nothing. And he's like, you know, come on, tell me what's up. Tell me what, you know, I, I heard you guys got the tunes, you know, all the folk music. No, no tunes. <laughs> you know, whatever the hell he says. Yeah, he's like, nope, like no song or whatever. But yeah, because so there's all the instruments. 
you get the notion that somebody told, told Floyd that there is like uh, it's a hotbed un, for untapped folk song, music. yeah, folk music up here. Uh, and so he's asking the old man about it, and the old man's like being stone-faced, like you said. So Floyd tries bringing out some money, saying, I'll give you some money for it, and the old man doesn't want anything to do with it. And then Floyd's like, well, what if I grab this guitar over here and buy it from me and we talk? Like Floyd's trying every angle yeah. to, to get information. Well, he also says, hey, you know, it's PD, man. You know what that means, Dad? He's like, it's public domain. He's like, that means it's free for everybody. He's like, but not me. I got the bread. You know, yeah. he starts <laughs> flinging money onto the counter. He's like... Tell me what you need, you know? He's, yeah. he's really trying to hustle him, too. And because he knows a lot. I mean, this has happened quite a bit. Look at Elvis. He took a lot of music that was popular amongst certain communities and that, and then, you know, yeah. put, a, put a license on it and yeah. sold the music and became a megastar. It happened with a lot of musicians. Oh, for sure. Then. That's what, like, but and so with him, with Floyd, he has a suspicion that others like him are out, like, like sniffing the snuff out. And so he's trying to get ahead. So. Um, we don't even know if he's actually capable of writing his own music. We don't even know if those three songs on the side of his car are ones that he bought, you know, whatever. But it doesn't matter. But he's trying. And so, he's a salesman at the same point, you know? Yeah. Uh, so then um, as he's going through all this, he's trying to explain public domain. Uh, and then all of a sudden, Floyd hears this uh, really wonderful melody. And he's hearing like um, this, like a singing, like a humming to go along with it. And he just kind of stops and like listens and he's like, ah, like he's like, dad, you've been holding out on me. And, they, and my favorite part of this episode is when the old man's like, what did you hear? Meaning he did. The old man's like, I don't hear anything. Like, I don't know what you hear, you know, but, and so Floyd goes and grabs, grabs the wrong guitar, by the way, he leaves his expensive guitar there and grabs, you know, whatever you know, the, just the it looks like it's carved out of like beech wood yeah, I, it, it's <laughs> a, a series of gourds i don't know but uh yeah he takes the old guitar and and goes um up into the woods to go track the location of the song and as he's listening to this this music uh we see him wandering into the woods and he and unbeknownst to him because again lack of peripheral vision um he wanders by his own um gravestone his own grave marker unaware um, so there you go. That's the beginning of what happens. Uh, and I think that's when we get the Sterling intro. Uh, so, so it sets up an interesting, um, idea. Like we, we get the idea. It's like, well, this isn't going to end well for Floyd. So what's this mean? Right. And I mean, I kind of wish we wouldn't have seen the gravestone because yeah, I, I, I don't, <laughs> I, that's a big tell. And I don't want, I don't, I, I, something that that's that big of a giveaway in the beginning of the story. I feel like you've already peaked. We'll see where the rest of this goes. And, uh, you know, like this is this was my assumption from the very beginning. I'm like, all right, come on. Here we go. It's a ghost story, whatever, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> um, But, you know, it, it does change a little bit. And we're getting into a little that. bit. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so after Sterling's intro, uh, we get uh, Floyd wandering around and we still hear this music, which a credit again. I, I love this. The melody of the song. I really, really dig it. And I and I do like like the I don't know if the chorus, but like the hook. The hook's really good. I like it. Um, so as this is playing, there's a couple of different shots of him wandering through the woods, and we see a, a woman in black standing stationary in some of these shots that um, by itself is very unnerving. Yeah. And I was like, I am in. I don't know what's going on, but this is cool. Like, th those are really effective shots. I was waiting for her to scream out. Yeah. <laughs> like, Floyd? <laughs> Yeah, right. <laughs> and um, yeah, because it, it it broke 
it, it brought back that image to me. I, she was, I thought it was the same chick. I, right? I, I thought yeah. it was the exact same girl. They probably brought the same dress over for her to wear. Um, yeah, uh, like that. And then also with the, with the different um, vantage shots of him wandering through an actual from the woods right out and and, you know, in the real world um, I, I, and with the music playing and with these kind of like odd placements of the woman in black staring at him. I was getting like, I was like, he's going to run that dude from an occurrence at Owl Creek Bridge, isn't he? <laughs> like, the, like he's the, he's going to be like, oh, I'm hearing this melody. And then then the other dude's going to come running through be like being like, you know. I'm a living man and just keep just bucking through like I through the, hear <laughs> the crickets. <laughs> and they hit each other and they're like, uh, I'm following music. He's like, I am too. And they just point different directions and they run those directions and that would have been it. Yeah. Like I like it was just weird knowing how atmospheric that short film was and how this was like like and it wasn't it's nowhere near that, but it's like, man. I was getting some similar it, vibes. Yeah, yeah, very reminiscent, but yeah, yeah. especially because it wasn't that long ago either. Uh, and you know, the folk music. And, bo- and both of them start with problems at a bridge. Yep. <laughs> um, <laughs> they, uh, the, yeah, they are uh, like uh, what are your your red herring almost, yeah, right. uh, or a uh, harbinger of doom. Yeah. Um, so, uh, so there would so as you know, whatever's going on, we also get the POV shot of the the birds and the, like the the birds. Um, con at him yeah, and he's the, trying to stone the crow like yeah, there was a pine cone at it it, just, it was just like the the bird of all the, the the music in this and like the sound design was good but like all the animal noises were terrible yeah <laughs> yeah so he sits down like on a log and in the meantime there we this is when we see mary rachel just kind of there already um he doesn't notice her we're about a third of the way through the episode at this point too which is so annoying i'm like how much time did I need to have laps here for him to be going through the woods? And I, I get maybe like, you know, the idea, the old man didn't hear anything, perhaps, but he can hear this uh, this lady humming so clearly like mm-hmm. she's right outside the door. But he's going for a while to find, try to find this chick. And, you know, he's stumbling through. He looks like he's been like going at it for a little while, too, by this point, because we also had the intro in, in between these sequences yeah. as well. Um but yeah, so he stops and he sits down on a log and we see this chick that's in a pillowcase behind him. I mean, <laughs> I mean, that's the best way to describe what this woman I mean, is wearing. I mean, it's, it's not, it looks like someone took the material that an oven mitt is made out of. <laughs> and yeah. like, it was like, hey, you know, you'll never be, you'll never be burnt near making, you know, making like uh, pizza rolls ever again. Uh, you know, it's it, not- is this where the hamburger helper uh, guy comes from? Like, <laughs> Oh my goodness. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. Mary Rachel, um, you know, just, well, she would end up marrying me, wavy gravy. So why didn't, and she would eventually name her son, hamburger helper, truck stop, Tomahawk, whatever, junior, um, bacon, baconator. <laughs> 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 so yeah so we get her and she comes into scene and uh you know of course like you said uh floyd's peripheral is not very good because he didn't notice her on on the side over no. there too i mean yeah this dude is he's terrible he's he got to get his be, eyes he might be like legally blind we don't even know why he's driving a car we got that's why he actually stopped he yeah <laughs> he right? couldn't and then, see the bridge and then he didn't even know how much money he probably was trying to give the old man that's why he grabs the wrong guitar just grab whatever you think yeah, will work there out you of this go I, I think we figured out what happened he's just he needs a, a vision test is what actually what's going on uh so 
like this becomes like this back and forth of like him trying to be like, Oh, like sing me this song. And, and then also, which by the way, one, you know, uh, we got to point out that, um, like for as much as she's wearing a, like a, an oven mitt, uh, you know, very, very pretty girl. Like, you know, very, like very effective for this type of, like, you get this idea. This is going to be more of like a, like a ghost story folktale. Like, like she has, she has a good look for this. Her voice is really good for this as well. Um, but the whole thing of him being like, Oh, come on over here. Like, um, you know, tell me about this. And then, and she's like, you know, uh, I can't, you know, basically there's this weird conversation, like this loop that happens of like, I can't, give this song to you because it's not mine. And he's like, well, no, come on. And he's like, it's not, it's not for me to give. And, and he's trying again, to like every angle to get the information out of her. And eventually he's like, Hey, have you ever played one of these before? Play me some of the song. It's like, yeah. Cause everybody inherently knows how to play a guitar. If you just shove it in their hands, that felt weird to me too. He's like, here, just play. I'll figure it out. Like if, if you did that to me, you'd have the worst song ever known to man. Yeah. I was also, I was expecting her to offer up a Sepla, I can't sell you music, but here's the Sepla. Like, yeah, if it had been like me, I'd been like, oh, I could, I, I could play the being of a hurt through the grapevine. You better base your song off of that. Thank you. That's all. That's all we got here. But so, like, you, you're supposed to get this notion of like, this is like, this is the song that she was singing. There, you know, there's obviously lyrics that he wasn't aware of, and he wants to get more of what it is, and that's why he has his recorder with him because I think in, in his mind, if he can get just enough of it. He can, he can, you know, cut bait and run. But in the meantime, you know, uh, he also does the thing of like, oh, what's your name? And like, oh, it's uh, Mary Rachel. He's like, that's a great name. Tell me more about the song. <laughs> and, yeah. then, and then like, you know, she's like, oh, like, you know, he's basically doing all the, oh, yeah, whatever you want, baby. Just tell me, tell me more, tell me more. And, and she's like, will you take me away? Well, like, he's like, yeah, yeah, sure, sure. <laughs> Like this is paradise by a dashboard light. That's yeah, what this is. There you go. You know, um, you know, so she sings the song, whatever does, and she's able to pick up how the guitar is played also like that. She, I sure. mean, I've been playing guitar since I was 16. She plays it a hell of a lot better than I do. <laughs> um, but, um, she starts doing the song and all that stuff and he's already enamored with this. Like, Oh, this is great. This is perfect. Um, I want to buy this. And she's like, well, it, it, yeah. I, you, I don't own this. No one owns it. You can't buy it. And he's like, oh, of course. He's like, you know what? If it's a matter of how it sounds or whatever, we'll do it in a different key. So he starts singing through it in a completely different key, different strumming, all that stuff. And it's, there's like something gets triggered in her head. Like you can already see that there's like something different in her eyes when she sees him playing the song. Yeah. And now it like, she's a little bit closer to him. Yeah. She like goes over, puts like, like almost like uh, his head in her lap or whatever. It's like this whole, like, Oh, well, this is happening right now. And, yeah. Uh, you know, it's in, I think it's implied here, but I think he lays it on her. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. I, you know, cause there's a commercial break too. Well, also the camera, the camera moves up right through the weeds a little bit. And we see the woman in black staring mm. at him. Like that's like, again, so you're like, Oh, something was going on here. Right. And then, so then, you know, uh, post GM session when they get back after the commercial break, uh, that's like, he's trying to figure out more about the song and like, you know, tell me more of the story it's darker of darker now too. Yeah. That's, that's when we transition to the soundstage again, that doesn't change anything. It's just cause that's a nighttime setting. So of course you're not going to be able to get the lighting that you need at this time shooting outdoors. I get it. Probably you know? a lot more dangerous too. Cause I mean, <laughs> yeah. there, there is a chase sequence here that is about to happen. So, yeah. um, but yeah, so 
they've they're they're playing back some of the audio of a recording that they did prior and um you know he's like oh it sounds great you know blah 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 and she's like so you are going to take me back right like yeah sure sure let's yeah of course and um uh it's just like she says she's loved him she's loved him for so long and all that stuff yeah it's like you she flips the switch like you said of like from not really knowing who he is to immediately knowing who he is and like it's just it's not quite clear uh and it's, i think it's the fault of the script uh that really doesn't do a good job of really getting that across uh you know so um, but then he's like, yeah, yeah. As soon as like I check the playback here and then, and, uh, and then she, um, there's a bit in the lyrics about the, the Rayford brothers. Right. And which he, he stopped it right at that moment yeah. though. And then all of a sudden like this dude's, you know, snap, a snap and twigs are happening. He's like, wait, who's that guy? And she's like, oh, you know, that's, that's Billy, Billy Rayford. Rayford. Yeah. He's like, oh, okay. <laughs> like yeah. who the hell is Billy Rayford? She's like, well, you know, um, it's implied like that she's, promise to them i don't know oh, like, uh, what was it oh what'd she say um not betrothed um something like that though um where what i have here I, I had actually written like she's bespoke that's what she said i'm bespoke he's like he's like he's like and he's like and i'm floyd birdie or you know what it, like yeah he's like so well like, here's another tricky thing too she's like he's like how did he know we were here he's like oh he always knows that we're here <laughs> yeah like what the hell does that mean <laughs> Like, he always knows to come here. Yeah. Duh, you know? Yeah, it's like, so she starts now talking about inevitability of, like, this is this is what happens. And so he goes, to, he's like, nah, he's like, go, go, just go get, go pack your go bag. I'm going to go deal with uh, Rayford here. She's like, don't do it this time. And he's like, what are you, like, what? And he goes over and uh, uh, Rayford, Dude's got a shotgun. Yeah, he's just like, hey, um, we've seen you, like, sweet talking her and, like, like all this stuff about, we, we know that, you know, you're going to take her. And like, you I guess you that singing, man. You, yeah, I, <laughs> I, I have some of that at the end. It is, <laughs> it is the worst de- line of lines of delivery I've heard in a while. And like, it's bad. And he, he accuses, uh, he's like, you're going to take her to Norfolk. He's like, what, why would I do that? <laughs> like, credit to Floyd. Well, unfortunately, um, you know, uh, was it, uh, Gary, uh, Crosby, uh, he gets real shouty with some like, and I think that's kind of the default acting that happens with a lot of this. Yeah. But his exasperation of like, I don't know what you're talking yeah. about. Like, I just met this it's chick. Like, it's like, he's like, her? I mean, I I barely remember her, her two first names right now. I just want the song, you know, whatever. Yeah. yeah. So then he goes to confront um, the, the Rayford and they get into a fight and he immediately kills Rayford just straight up with a rock, right? Just done or whatever. Yeah, because he gets, he uh, Billy gets uh, distracted yeah. by uh, Mary Rachel and... Uh, and yeah, so uh, Floyd hits him with the guitar. That's right. And then while he's on the ground, he picks up a rock and smashes him in the face with it. <laughs> and out. I'm like, no, no, that's not murder. Nope. <laughs> like, well, seriously. Yeah. yeah. So then all of a sudden, the tape recorder kicks back on and starts singing a verse about what yeah. just happened. You kill Billy Rayford. And like yeah. all this, I'm like, yeah. And then, then he's like, that. And, uh, the, the whole thing, him going over and grabbing it and trying to stop the recording, eventually just throwing it to break it. Yeah. It's like, that's, you know, okay, great. That's what you do. And then she picks up the singing and keeps completing the verses. And he's like, why? Like, basically, he's like, why is this happening? Like, he's like, this song's like happening in real time. Like, what is going on? You know? And so that's when he's like, I got to beat feet and get out of here. And, uh, and she's like, well, don't run. He's like, what do you mean? He's like, it always happens this way. 
And like, he's like, what? It's like, well, they're going to find the brothers are going to find them. And then you're going to run. They're going to catch you and kill you. And he's like, nah, you know what? I'm still going to run. And she's like, you could stay this time. He's like, and do what? She's like, I could probably hide you or something. It's like, she's trying to be hopeful to like break the cycle. And, uh, Floyd's like, nah, I'm good. I'm good. Good. You know, lady, I'm out. And cause he hears the, the, the them coming already. Yeah. And, and you and, hear the dogs and, and yeah. And then it, it's like, they trip, whatever. He's he's trying to make her like come on, trying to drag her along, and then she starts going into the song again and everything. Yeah. She's singing it now. And it's like, would you knock it off? <laughs> like, yeah, we gotta go. Like, and, but there's the, there's a line there though that I actually do kind of like, where he's like, take it back. Like she's like, I can't. It's been used. It's like it's our song now. now. Yeah, it's like oh well, there you go. That's what you get for wanting it, right? So, and then you made it, a deposit. Now, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's our song. Yeah. So like she ends up on her knees, and he turns back to look at her, and she goes from being um, young to the woman in black, right? And uh, and then that's when he's like, Nah, I'm good. I'm going to run back to the guitar center. I got I got to get a refund. And like he's running, and and that's an effective sequence there too of the way because it shows like that panic and everything. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, he goes back to the barn. The old man's there and he's like, you got to help me. You got to hide me. And the old man's like, like the most useless old man ever. He's um, just standing there. He doesn't. Know, and then yeah. he, the, the old man takes like three steps towards the sound. He's like, where are you going, old man? Yeah. Where are you going? And then just clobbers him like double fisted to the back of the neck, kills that old dude. But, but I, like, I like before that though. He's like, they got the wrong man. He's like, I'm Floyd Birdie, the rockabilly or whatever. And he tries, he picks up guitar and sings like three seconds of one of his songs. Like the old man's going to be, oh yeah, Floyd Birdie, I've heard of you previously from where? Oh, oh yeah, earlier in the episode. Like it just, he was trying to, I don't know, it was this weird like, it, I'm not the one they think I am. I'm going to sing you a song. Probably not the right idea at that time. That was weird to me, you know. But yeah, he ends up committing murder like within five minutes again, you know. Yeah, uh, so now he's a mass murderer. <laughs> yeah, yeah. One one might be an accident. Two, you know, two is a pattern, you know. Um, <laughs> so then he goes to hide amongst all the loud instruments that start making noise. Uh, and it becomes like this like chaos, right? He's trying to shut them all down and whatever. That's what I was going to say to you. This is the third time we've gotten a Donner episode where we get this big, like booming sound collage of chaos, right? We just saw it in brain center at Whipples and we saw it in sounds and silences. Um, so it's like, I don't know if he's like, he likes that kind of like that cacophony of like this. I mean, it's effective because it, it gets very overpowering, but it's like, that's a weird thing to happen in half of your episodes that you directed. You know, I, it just makes me wonder if that, if they, the script called for that each time. Cause I don't know. That's but coincidental. If that's the case, that's, and that's really, I mean, yeah, I, I don't know. Right. But that feels odd that that would happen in these three Donner episodes. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I understand the implied chaos, but I think it's already like there, you know, the, the sweat on his brow already yeah. tells us. Well, Cause <laughs> didn't even from Agnes with love get like crazy with the sounds too at the end of that with the computer, like, um, yeah. Yeah. So there you go. Four of them. <laughs> Four of his six. Yeah. So yeah, it's it, and he uh he cowers into the corner by these uh instruments and you see the shadows moving in of the three men with guns, and it does a close up on Floyd's face, and then you hear the shot. Yep. And then the instant next sh- like screenshot is of the grave, and we hear the outro from from Rod. And I'm like, huh, well that yeah, there we go. <laughs> He's dead. Yep. That's why I'm saying, like, 
I don't know if I should have seen the the grave initially, or even if they showed the grave. Let's not show Floyd Bernie's name on it. Yeah, but even then, it's like you're, I mean, I I agree with you completely. We didn't need it at all to begin with, but I think the idea, like, there is something really cool in this episode, and it's like I it is this is going to go in the 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 dustbin of what could have been for me. Um, the idea of somebody to go find a song and someone's like, don't, don't go looking. Cause you're, you know, you're not going to like what you find gets entranced by like the siren song of this melody. Right. And then to find out that like the song consumes him and he is now part of it. Like, and, and he, you know, that's all cool. Like, I think that's all really cool. I just don't know if this, I, it just doesn't really do it for me. You know, like I, 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 I do love the idea of, the tape recorder playing back things that didn't exist. That's always creepy to me. Um, you know, but, and I don't know like this for the song that's supposed to be as haunting as it is. And this cautionary tale, I, I just never got that same, like the, the music was there, but I, it just didn't, the story didn't, the song was better than the, the story, but I don't know. Like I'm frustrated because there, there was something here and it just didn't come through very well. Yeah, I, I think that there's there are different pieces here that work really well, but not in this, uh, like, I mean, not in the way that this is filmed at all. I, I actually left this very frustrated and not liking this episode at all. Uh, I actually thought this was a terrible episode. <laughs> um, I'm, I'm not saying that, like, I mean, I I agree with you. It's not very good. I, I the, but for whatever reason, like I, you know, I'm still a sucker for a good, like low level shot going into that, the barn. Um, I'm like the individual pieces here. Right. So, um, you know, and also the, like I, the melody is great. Like I can't, I can't get that. Like that's, if the song would have been like the worst song ever, this would have been the worst episode ever. Right. Um, but yeah, it's just, it, it takes too long to set up and then it rushes through like what should be the most important part of this. And it just, it doesn't both halves don't serve either very well. Right. I don't understand the woman in black. That doesn't make any sense to me. I own, I don't understand old dude, why he's a mute for the majority of the time. That doesn't make any sense for me. I just, I don't know if if it's a time loop thing, which it, it, you know, that's what's implied here. Um, they could have set that up in a way different way and it could have been a lot more effective this way. It just, it seemed like there was pieces and parts and somebody was carrying it along and then they dropped it on the floor and then they just reassembled it the way they thought it was supposed to be. Yeah. I don't know. It's just, it's frustrating. And, and to learn that this was actually, um, the last physical twilight zone episode shot yeah. in production line. It's like, Oh man, like I know we still got two to go, but it's like, this was the last time this was all coming together. This was the last Serling on like, you know, on set, you know, and to walk away and you know, yeah. So this was it. Yeah. I don't know. It's, it's frustrating. So, uh, yeah, I don't know if you have other notes. I got a little bit of trivia here. Um, yeah. Cause I don't know how much more. Cause I mean, I, I know sometimes we get a little, like a little long talking about these episodes, even, even the ones that aren't that great, but this is so like, I'll even say this, even as much as Jezebel is a ridiculous episode season four and the music is the anchor to it, that music actually does connect the whole episode together. Yes. And this one, it does and doesn't. So I guess I'm giving a backhanded compliment to 
Mr. Orlando Jr. Anyway, so, <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. You got anything else? No, nah, that's it, dude. Yeah, right. So, uh, also, I got, um, so the grave marker that we saw, which, by the way, like, like that's a pretty modern looking font on that to that uh, grave marker for Mr. Floyd Bernie. If this is made by Hill people burying them, I was like, who has a wood burning kit? That's like very specific. I was like, huh. And it's like, it didn't look too different from like the font on his car. I'm like, was there some synergy there where it's like everybody that remembers Floyd Bernie come see his grave and then buy his album. And, and, and as a mass murderer, basically too, like they're going to take that time. <laughs> they're going to throw his ass in a Creek. <laughs> yeah. So let's see what I have. I have a, a note here about, um, uh, his uh, uh, Crosby's uh, casting. Let's see here. Um, it's right. I have it from the the Martin Gramps Jr. book, The Twilight Zone, Unlocking the Door to a Television Classic, which I know I say that name of that the book every episode, but it's a great resource. Yeah, pick that up, guys. Uh, you can find that uh, easily on uh, Amazon and that. Um, there's a lot of good information in that, and luckily Paul has scoured this for all the big notes for the sh- uh, for the show. Yeah, so uh, when we filmed this particular episode, I had just seen Sunday in Seville. This is from Richard Donner. And I insisted that the entire thing have a, a misty backwoods look, which I think he got through with this. Well, that's good. Um, we had so much smoke in the back lot that the fire department came out, and then the production department got mad at us because we'd lose shots when the wind would come up. I think that's funny. Uh, Gary Crosby's agent sent him into us at a time when we were considering someone totally different. Here, I'll tell you. Here, this is, this is some credit to Gary Crosby. He had practically memorized the script before he came into my office. He did a reading for me that was so brilliant that I immediately said, that's it, Gary Crosby. He's a very flexible, very good actor. So credit to him that he actually already came in, like just before he auditioned, having like everything memorized, you know, like that's cool. Like, I appreciate that. I also like the idea that there was so much smoke that the fire department was pissed off. Like <laughs> they're trying to, to um, make the place a little bit more uh, spooky looking. So yeah, that's that's what I got for that. Um, I know at the time um, when these episodes aired, um, the actors normally didn't get to see the final cut until they aired. And someone asked uh, uh, Cooper about like, "Hey, what do you what do you think? Um, uh, what do you like? What do you think of the episode?" He's like, "I don't know." He's like, "I hope it turns out to be a good one." Like, just you know. So I think he saw it later, but he could he couldn't even speak to. Sorry, not Cooper Crosby. I do that all the time. Um, yeah, he, he like. It, I think it's funny that even the actors are like, I don't know. It could be a good episode. It could be terrible. I guess I'll have to watch it with everybody else. But yeah, that's all I got. I, I wonder if um, the way that this sat for everybody after it was filmed and pieced together and that, that they, the, the next two episodes might be better towards the end of it. I'm wondering why it didn't make its way to the end of the series and they moved, yeah. the, moved it around a little bit. So I can't wait to see what those other two episodes bring to the table. But, yeah. I mean, that's, so that that's fair. Um, I know some stuff got moved obviously this, this season because of the JFK assassination. Um, so some of that stuff got jostled. And then also we know that the back half of the schedule got jostled because of the limited window they had to show an occurrence at Owl Creek Bridge and then rerun it because they had like that one year like window to do it. So maybe that's what pushed some of this around and they didn't want to have two, two outdoor episodes with music or something, you know, I don't know, but yeah, so that, that's, that's what we got for, uh, for come wonder with me. But before we get on to what we're doing next, we got to rate that twist. Uh, the twist that uh, Floyd Birdie would go looking for something that would be the death of him. I don't know. That was revealed uh, early. So I want to give that a one. I'm going to have to go with the one as well. The The gravestone was just too early for me. It's just, it just set everything up too quickly. And yeah, it fell flat for me after that point. 
Yeah. Uh, and then also him becoming a sudden mass murderer. I'll give that a five. (laughs) Yeah. Death by guitar. Oh, and I do. I did want to mention too. I forgot that the the actual melody, the come wander with me melody actually ended up in a a Western in like the early seventies. I don't have the title here off the top of my head, but it's like hearing that melody. I was like, this sounds like a spaghetti Western melody. So, that kind of makes me want to go find that movie. And, and here, um, I did find this credit real quick here. Um, the soundtrack credits are Come Wander With Me was done words and music by Jeff Alexander. Um, so I don't know who Jeff Alexander is. Otherwise, they don't have a link here mm. on IMDb. Um, if you like his, if you like this, then look him up. Yeah, <laughs> and, the, and, this, and the theme to this also ended up um, in a, um, a Vincent Gallo movie. I think it's Vincent Gallo. Um, yeah, uh, it, it's called the Brown Bunny. The less you know about that, the better. But the, the song has permeated through like a couple different parts of pop culture. So he's a composer. That's yeah. all right. So I found that out <laughs> just now. Logan's Perfect. run. I think we've actually talked about him, haven't we? Well, we've talked about uh, the, uh, the George Clayton Johnson who wrote Logan's run. So maybe there's some connections there. Ah, so okay, cool. yeah. So, all right, that's going to do it for our discussion about "Come Wander with Me." Uh, come meander with me. Meander with us. Um, you guys can find us on Facebook at uh, Strange Highways. You can email us directly at strangehighwayspodcast@gmail.com. Wherever you find your podcast, rate and review us would be greatly appreciated. And if you're enjoying the conversation, enjoying this run, please recommend this to others. The more, the merrier. Um, and Terry, how how else can people find us? We are on Instagram. We are posting a bunch of stuff on there lately. Um, it's been a little slow going. Uh, been, we've been very busy, the both of us. Um, so we are trying to catch up, um, trying to post a lot more stuff. We're going to have a lot of fun here coming up because we're trying to pick up more stuff to cover, which yep. um, luckily some of our fans have been reaching out to us, uh, recommending certain things in that. Uh, we greatly appreciate that. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think it's going to be a fun ride come um, the end of this. Uh, yeah, this yeah. Run. We'll we'll talk about what we're going to do because some of we haven't figured out yet. But we yeah. have some plans for uh, once we get past the original series um, through the end of the year. I think uh, you know if you guys have faith in us, we're going to have a lot of fun going through you know the last like the last couple of months of 2021. Uh, yeah, just we'll let you know when we get there. Um, so. Yeah, I, I don't know. I got nothing else. Uh, next episode. That's what we're going to talk about. Yep. How about that? Next episode we're covering is called The Fear. Let Mr. Serling tease it. And now, Mr. Serling. We go wild next time with some science fiction ingredients that should do a sizable job of shocking. Ms. Hazel Court and Mr. Mark Richmond lend talents to a piece called The Fear. If you ever wondered what nature of beast might come out of the sky in an interplanetary invasion, watch The Twilight Zone next time. You'll get your answer in most visual terms. Mm, that sounds interesting. I've it's not go, seen this one. It's going to get wild. Yeah, which is, I keep always saying I've not seen this one. Well, I can only say that two more times now. So <laughs> there we go. Uh, that's it. Uh, this, is, yeah, this was the third to go. we got two two more episodes to go of the Twilight Zone original series. I uh, can't wait to get to that. Hope you enjoyed this conversation. Uh, have a good week. Have a safe week. In the meantime, I'm going to be out in the woods chasing those podcasts I heard so much about. That's That's what I heard. Don't hit strangers with rocks. Don't lie. I seen you, and folks heard your sugar talking about taking her to Norfolk. Norfolk? 
What do I want to take anybody to Norfolk for? 